0: Yes, hello. My name is uh, Robbie McLean um, from New Zealand, and um, I experienced a near-death experience when I had uh, pretty major open-heart surgery, uh, 19th of July 2021, and um, I'm here to share my story and um the experience of uh what i went through in australia at the time and um i was a site site construction manager building multi-million dollar projects and um we were working really huge hours like 80 90 hour weeks over like actually quite a few years and um it was uh i i pushed myself to the limits all the time um, up at four in the morning getting home probably about um, sort of like 7 30 eight o'clock at night and then um, I just wanted to sleep all weekend to tell you the truth because I was that burnt out actually Sundays was our only day off so pushing 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 and what happened is my body deteriorated over a number of years until we got to 2000 and and uh, 21 I started really spiraling downhill and it was actually a time I wasn't working because it was the COVID time but my body still deteriorated and I had a pain in my shoulder which they did tests for they couldn't find anything wrong Um, they started to monitor my heart which I did actually have a valve issue um, but it was actually okay would need an operation at some stage so it was about June 2021 Um, I went in for a checkup, I started fading very fast downhill, I couldn't remember things, I was getting no oxygen to my brain, Um, my wife had even asked me questions, make a cup of tea or something like that there, and I wouldn't even remember how to make a cup of tea, it was getting sort of like quite bad, ended up uh, having CT exams, uh, CT x-rays on my chest and things in the hospital. And um, that's when I found out I also had a massive aneurysm up above my heart, about the size of a tomato. Um, So it was about one week later, I went back to my cardiologist and he said, well, you're going to have to go in for open heart surgery sooner than we think. And it was from that point um, I faded within, I would say, probably two weeks. I had no energy. All I could do was just slide down and sleep on the bed. Um, I have sleep apnea as well. So I have like a mask that I sleep with. And we have cats, beautiful little animals, lovely. And they just used to lay all over top of me and um, obviously trying to heal me themselves. Um, So it came to the point where I was getting a massive sharp pain going deep down through my heart. My brain was fuzzy. And I actually said, reached out to god i'm not a religious but i'm spiritual but i always believe there's something there and um i'd said i am not well and um i could feel even then as if i was like in a different realm which was really really quite bizarre so they rushed me into hospital at um, sydney adventist hospital which is actually a quite a religious hospital even though I'm not rel- religious, but they are very beautiful people there. My surgeon came to interview me and she says, we have to get you in quick. So at that time, I only had like, like human time-wise, I had about probably a couple of days actually left to live. And this was during COVID. There was a lockdown. There was no visitors. Not even my family could come and visit me, so I was alone in the hospital. So I wrote two letters. One, if God took me one the other one what how my life would change when I returned? I picked up a Bible and I actually prayed to God and Jesus I said it's totally up to you whether you take me or I am returned so so we went in for the operation uh, and I had a dream which is really strange And so I had this dream during the operation. So when I woke up in ICU, I rang my wife and I said, oh, I had a dream during the operation. She says, no, that's impossible. You can't have had a dream during your operation. I said, yeah, I did. I I dreamt. I had a dream during my operation. So it was actually my wife who brought to the attention. She says, you actually had a near-death experience. Now, my wife is actually a um, cardiologist nurse, so she knew exactly what happened. I was like, oh, okay, I don't really understand what an near death experience is. I says, she says, okay, write it down. So I did. I wrote everything down. It's probably when I could actually write next couple of days in ICU. So this is what I wrote down on the piece of paper here, um, which is exactly what happened in my dream. So the dream started, I was. Standing felt like I was standing up against some walls at the back, maybe a couple of doors, and I was talking to people. I couldn't actually see them, but I was talking to people. We were having a full-on conversation. The room was just glowing white. There were no ceilings, no walls, but I could look straight ahead at myself lying on the surgery table. And the surgery table with myself there, and the conversation finished, next minute these three beings i would call them beings they just come whoosh swooping swooping into the room from the right hand side you could see the tails of their coats just whoosh sweeping in <clears throat> the taller being stood up by my heart and the other two beings were down the bottom and my myself or my spirit or soul got a fright i <gasps> What's this? And I looked towards the end of the bed and my good friend Tania Stiles was standing there and my dad was standing there. And they both had passed away previously. Like Tania died of cancer in 2012 and dad died in 2018. And they looked so young. Their skin was young and beautiful. They had fawny colored tops on. As soon as I looked into Tania's eyes, telepathy, um, telepathically, She says, it's okay. So at this point, I left where I was standing. I came around and I rose up on top of my body and I'm looking down. The two beings in the blue at the bottom of the bed, what you could hear was their hands going like this over, over my stomach. The other taller being was in my heart and had like a silver, probably a silver square plate with about a 20-millimeter, like a shiny chrome sort of uh, polished piece, and he was placing it with his hands on top of my heart, moving it around and around and lining it up. Now, these three beings, they had hoods on. You can't see their faces, but they had, like, robes, like a full-hooded robe. What the being said was, I just have to do this first. He put the silver and chrome square circle into my heart then he said i hadn't finished you can close him up now and that voice i did recognize so when i woke up in ICU, to you continuing with the story which was like uh, after then that's when i that's that's when i contacted my wife a couple of days later even though I was uh, like on morphine and things, but I could just feel this warmth in my heart, in my chest, and my lower body. When I was recovering in hospital, getting up, they have to get you up, moving around, <clears throat> getting your lungs working and things like that. I actually felt very happy. And it's like, wow, man, I, I feel, this doesn't feel like me. This is just, I, I feel I feel I feel amazing. And it, I'm not too sure whether people believe in angels, but um, I had blue angels looking after me. And I've seen this one blue angel who actually came in. I've never seen her before. Beautiful blonde hair with her blue uniform. And she was the one who actually signed me out. And she said some things like um, we were talking about colors. And she says, yes, blue and yellow go together really nicely. I was like, oh, my goodness. I know what she's talking about. So when I got home, I'm recovering in bed. Once again, the cats were laying all over me, healing me. They were like all up over my chest and things. And um, I got up one evening and walking through to the toilet, and I'm looking at my hands. I'm thinking, "Wow, these these hands look so young. They don't they don't look like my hands." And I look into the mirror and I was like, "Wow, my face, my face and everything just looks so young as well. Everything just looks different." And I looked out. The window, I don't know why, but I looked at the window at the bathroom, went up to the stars. And I just said, hey, guys, what am I doing down here? I'm meant to be up here, up there with you guys. You know, so things like that were happening. So as as I was healing um, over the last over the next like few months and things like that, I could still feel that energy inside me, that warmth, that beautiful, just that beautiful love energy, like all the chakras and everything were lined up. And then we started to do my rehabilitation, going for the walks. I was like, wow, look at those beautiful colours. Look at those flowers. Oh, I hear the birds. Look at the nature, like things, colors, bang, bang, bang. Everything was just like really popping, popping, popping. It was just so beautiful to be alive. And just that 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 um unconditional love that I have inside me now as well is just It's just amazing. And I still have that beautiful, warm, healing energy inside me. So at that time, yes, I was very confused. I was like, what's this dream about? So um, it was actually my daughter, Shania. She says, oh, Dad, there's a video out. Um, You should see this video about this guy in America. He's a young boy who passed away and saw his grandfather. I was like, oh, wow, okay, Shania, I'll, I'll have a look. So, And that's where things started. With me studying NDEs and what I actually went through, which actually opened up a lot more paths for me and the understanding as well, um, how realizing how special it is. There's another friend of mine in, in Australia. He put me onto this lady called Monica, and Monica is a she's probably one of Australia's top top um, like clairvoyants or more psychic type ladies and she actually used to run I would say like big like big meetings and things in Canberra like back in the 90s and things like that and she knows a lot of very famous people who come to visit her She's probably would have to be in the top five in Australia to tell you the truth so the connection came through to me to speak to Monica and Monica was absolutely blown away when I told her my story so i did a meditation with monica and she took me into a meditative state which i've never actually been in that type of meditative state i i guess because i've passed over before and come back i have that different um that different energy and i can i can rise raise my vibration as well so um i guess the trickiest thing is she says jesus was with you and i thought how do you know jesus was with me she says robbie jesus was with you and what actually happened they were you were getting cleansed It was a holy cleansing that you went through in the hospital um, and those beings are actually from the very highest realm and they come down here to cleanse you she says you're a very special person i was like wow okay it's i didn't actually know about all that there so she took me into a deep meditation a very deep meditation and I could see this as clear as day my past lives. So one of the early ones, I was in Africa and I was actually a warrior in Africa wearing a red, so sort of like, like a red uniform and had a spear, but I wasn't a warrior fighter, I was, I was actually a hunter. So the, the village, I could see myself walking through the village, walking up to a building, which was like a church sort of a building. And chasing animals, and all the kids and people used to surround me. They all, you know, there was so much love and everything. But in that life, I actually died quite young. I think I, I got involved in a stampede. That's that's how it all happened. the The next life, I was actually a monk living up in the Himalayas, back up into the mountains up there. And it was a similar sort of thing. I'd come down into the town, and the people would see me, and I'd buy things at the market, and. Um, There's a lot of love and everything, <clears throat> and then I'd head back up into the <clears throat> into the cave. <clears throat> so within that past life, I actually I actually uh, died of it's probably like a cold, bad cold or something like that. There, yeah. yeah. And then uh, the other past life that I did have as well, which going into this deep meditation, is uh, I was in uh, I'm picking Scotland. So I was actually raised by. Wizards. My soul was raised by wizards like six hundred years ago. So I guess so so what actually happened was that at the time when a lot of the kings and things like that were killing off wizards and witches and things like that. So these wizards kept me hidden and they trained me. They kept training me, um, obviously with the magic and things like that, way way back six hundred odd years ago. So if you sort of like think about your soul. Um, going through different journeys, that's probably why, maybe, maybe why that um, I was saved as well, because I have certain talents, as I, as I found out in the future. So getting into Monica's meditation, she took me on a journey, this walk, where we walked out up onto a big grassy hill up the top of the hill with, and I met two monks, and these two monks took me down, and we walked down into a village village. And then Monica would prompt and ask questions. What do you see now? What do you see now? And so I walked up through, up into the top of the mountain into a, it was like a, um, it was like a big, like a big hall and it was lined with monks either side and they were dressed in yellow and they were all sitting down praying. I walked up to the front with the two older monks and turned around. You could look right out onto the village. And then from there we walked down. Through back through the village across a across a um a bridge back up into the mountains and there was another another building that it was like all gold and it was carved into the mountain and we're back up into that into that one there so and then from there which was really weird ended up walking down into inner earth and um, so inner earth I was walking down through inner earth and all these beautiful purple colors and bright and it's sort of like um like silver type waterfalls are like silver silvery walk down to inner earth and this was a strange one for me and here were these um I would say these other beings with beautiful beautiful blonde hair with bluey sort of silver wearing silver suits and they had like a on their chest it was like a, a an upside down diamond and then behind them was a small pod, like a small spaceship, which is uh pretty pretty out there, eh? And uh, we we obviously spoke telepathy, I suppose, telepathically, but they were these these people are absolutely stunning. Um not sure whether they were Palladians or whoever they were, but um yeah, so made my way back up from there back up past the beautiful purpley sort of colours and things in the inner earth and the, the sort of the silvery waterfalls back up onto earth. And I came back up to the top and um, <clears throat> continued walking with the monk. And I was walking through this beautiful garden and these vibrant colours in this beautiful garden. It's like, It was like you're in heaven. Colours you don't get on earth, I'll tell you that. Just beautiful, bright popping colors everywhere green green um i don't know like purpley sort of like reds and things and i continued walking i, I come across a waterfall and it had these beautiful vibrant lilies like floating in this pond and in behind was actually like a Buddha and uh, yeah it was so cool and then so from there continued walking and then back down and then she bought Monica then brought me out of the meditation. And what she said to me, she says, you are the only person I've, I've gone through this meditation with who has gone that far. What you have described is is everything is perfect. And she said that, that the water feature with the lilies and things, she says, that's exactly where I took Peter Brock to. If you haven't heard of Peter Brock, he was actually um, Australia's... Um, top touring car racer back in the time one Bathurst multi multi so many times and an icon and monica actually helped pass him over when he passed away 16 years ago so she has those special connections as well where she can actually come out of her body with the monks and pass people over who've who've passed away in life as well so since then monica and i have kept in touch and she's very excited and she feeds me little bits of information every now and then just to help things unfold. And that's what she said to me. She says, everything will unfold for you. So my my last phone call with Monica, she she says, So Robbie, have you started healing anybody yet? And I said, No, I haven't started healing anybody yet. So I thought, well, I better give this a go. So I could feel this, the energy and the healing. Within my hands, so I've learnt to how to channel, like channel through my head, and the energy coming through me as well. The head like obviously, the energy comes through from from above, whether it's it's the Creator or Jesus or whoever it is. But the energy comes through through my hands and things. So when we we're at this retreat in um, Taupo, it was for the Shire monks. And we were going down there for one week, um, learning how to, how to, um, how to, what's well, it's basically meditate, um, but it's how to sort of control your thoughts and your mind. And this was, this was put together by the Shia monks. So we had um, Manu and Jaya come out from Spain and um, <clears throat> they were running the, running the retreat that we're at there. And uh, so it, it, it came to this point, we're talking about bits and pieces, and I thought, I think this is a good time to share my story. I've never, ever shared my story before. This is the first time sharing my story, apart from immediate family. And uh, it was amazing, after that there, Manu came to me, and I could see, like somebody was talking through him, and he says, Robbie, Jesus was with you. Wow, he goes, Robbie. Jesus was really with you, man. I know. I was like, wow, this is so cool. I thought so. I knew so. And yeah, and um, so anyway, late later on, he goes, Robbie, have you done any healing yet? I said, no, I haven't done any healing yet. He goes, well, I'll tell you what. He goes, I've got a bit of a sore back and a sore sore leg and my foot. He goes, would you be interested in doing a healing on me? I said. I'll give it a shot. This is the first time, so we went up to the top of the resort. So I I did a um, like a healing healing with his with his head, shoulders, and then down through down through his back. And what this is what he described after I said, Manu, how was it? He goes, I tell you, Robbie. He says I could feel the top of my head open up, my third eye open up. I could feel the energy just throwing running through me from your hands and when you were when i was doing his back so it felt like there was like a thousand a thousand hands on my back and doing like rubber bands it was like flick 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 and all the rubber bands were getting undone and the tension was relieved so um yeah that was pretty pretty amazing so i I spoke to menu since he's back in spain now and his uh, his back is healed which is pretty cool. It's like, wow, you know, how did I do that? So that's one of the gifts I have. I've come back with this healing gift where I can actually heal people, and uh, I I, um, I find it really amazing the energy that actually comes out of my hand. I still have that beautiful energy inside my body, but not just that is the connection to other things like nature and animals and pets. I just, uh, oh, just the love I have for, for anything and everything. Now you do look at life different, and I do find it challenging times. Um, back in the real world, how I can't fit into how I was before, and uh, I, I think the worst thing is the the negativity and negative people. I find it very challenging. I can't deal with that there because I'm. It's this is all changed me into a person who's a lot more loving and positive. We have, we have things I've seen angels, <laughs> you know, you think children see angels, right? And you think, Oh yeah, no, they're just making it up. They just have imaginary friends. But I tell you, children do not have imaginary friends. They actually have friends. They have angels. I have seen angels and I've seen, I, I can, I can say definitely three and they come in the human form as well. And they they have come at certain times and it's like, wow, this person looked dressed really quite smart and slick over here. You listen to the words of what they're saying. You may not realize it at the time, but they're giving you a message or they've come to care or make sure, you know, that, that you're okay. So yeah. So the um I guess the other thing too is my The meditations that I've been doing with the Shire Monks, um, I've learned how to, I can can feel my third eye. I managed to go into meditations now where I can levitate. I felt levitating in the chair because you have, it's the weirdest feeling, but it's the coolest feeling, levitating in the chair. Like you're not actually there, but you are there. But you feel the top of your head just the warmth coming through the top of your head, that energy channeling through here, plus your third eye like, like twitching and opening up. My intuition is so strong now um, and the ability to also foresee things. I can foresee um, quite a lot of things, um, especially with people and different events and things like that. And I'm very, I can sense my, my senses have been um, heightened as well, yeah. Which is which is which is pretty cool. Spirituality. I always believed there was something, even as a young kid growing up. I always believed there was somebody, something there, and I always believed in Jesus. But even though, you know, I'm not religious. So my connection to Jesus now. Then I mean, this 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 cross I actually got after when I was. Uh, when I was um, in recovery, um, I got this cross and all these channelings from Jesus actually come to me now. And um, this is probably one of the reasons why I haven't spoken a lot about it because a lot of people, normal people would not understand as well. Things like you, you put putting your energy and love and everything out into the universe and what you put out comes back to you. What you put out, your love, your energy comes back to you always 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 come back to you that's why you got to put it negative sorry positive thoughts and comes back to you if you put out your negative thoughts you'll get negative results coming back into your body your thoughts are actually very powerful and this is one thing that meditation does you control your thoughts during that meditation and it's actually your soul even though you have your human body but your soul your spirit is the one who is involved with the meditation and the connection to the higher realms at first i've had a pretty challenging life all the way through my life and i did want to take my life many times and um, like in my in my earlier days going through life's challenges and things um, i did go through a thing i think it might have been 2019 uh, or 2020 what they call the dark night of the soul and i got just a lot of energies came in but it could be because we're starting as a soul to start to ascend as well like the changes and everything yeah and i found that time very challenging but going through what i went through i am not i have no fear anymore i've got no fear i'm not scared of anything that happened in the past i have no fear and i have no fear of dying which is really really cool you know just no fear of dying because i know that I'm going to carry on. My soul will carry on. But yeah, that's the biggest thing, having no no fear of dying and no fear at all of anything. Like my wife says to me, she says, yeah, but you should be worried about this or worried about it. I'm not worried about all that. It's only a piece of paper. It's only words on a piece of paper or something. Called. You, you You know what I mean? I look at things like totally different. So yeah, there's no fear and definitely no fear of dying. Please share your NDE's. Don't, don't, don't be ashamed of what you've been through with your NDE's and things. It's really important to share these things because in the past, um, a lot of people just kept them bottled up 20, 30 years. But Whereas now, people are a lot more accepting of NDE's and life and also what actually happens in the other realms. Um, but just, just please be positive and keep the, everyone keep that love energy. And um, it, it's all about community and making friendships and educating people of of, of our experiences. Not every experience is the same, uh, which is really cool. Um, some people see different things, meet different people, um, but it's sharing sharing out there and getting the message out to everybody.